Welcome back to another episode of Mission Control. Johnny's here. Um, we've also got all the way from New South Wales, uh, Mr. Ben Mitchell, the founder of uh, Free the Nation Music. Is that is that correct? Correct, Amundo, as we used to say. Yes. Nice, nice. And how how are you, by the way? How is New South Wales at the moment? Well, if you you know like going to the beach and having a swim and lying in the sun, and uh, Northern New South Wales is pretty good. And um, if you can keep your mind, heart, and spirit out of the nonsense that's going on, it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Hasn't uh, New South Wales just been lifted the restrictions or something? You're sort of back to semi-normal? <laughs> uh, perhaps. Um, you know, I, I don't mean to be flippant but, uh, um, or dismissive, but uh, I, I tr- really don't pay a lot of attention um, to what the uh, directive of the day is because it seems to change uh, with the wind. Uh, but on your point, I think that there is no uh, rules or directives or whatever they're calling them about lockdown in the house. So we're free to roam, as according to them, always free according to me and my fellow living men, women and children, you guys. Mm. Uh, and mask mandates, there's nothing... People don't have to if they're following the government directives. So we've got to be very careful with our language, you see, because they get us talking the talk that they want. Um, and uh, I'm just sorry. It's the first time using the headphones, and I can't hear myself as well. But you can hear me, right? Yeah, no, we, we can, can hear you perfectly. Sounds right, great. That's, great. Yep. that's good. Um, I might do the old trick in the studio. Yeah, that's just one off. Yeah, it, so, it, it looks um, cooler that way anyway. <laughs> that's it. Well, we want to look cool. Anything, any other advice I'll take to, to look cool? Yeah. No, that, that was it. Um, that was it, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, yes, uh, but I think – but they've stepped it up in terms of the – the venues and things, um, and uh, and so some people, some businesses are interpreting the instructions they get from the television to mean that they have to impose government regulations, which they don't. They're not government employees, and the government is a corporation anyway. So what you've basically got, and you're probably very well aware, is a, a corporation trying to impose corporate rules on um, a, a public uh, and uh, so we're all learning a lot about the nature of what law is and what governments are and at different rates. And that's understandable. We're like in a big, uh, sorry, I'm going off on a bit of a tangent, but, you know, uh, to answer your question, we're going off on a, a bit of a, a, um, a learning. Uh, we're all on different learning curves about how much we know about our rights. And so I try to listen to people who know more than me, not less. <laughs> mm. I, I, I always find it strange and I say to people like, Australia doesn't really have any Bill of Rights or any sort of... There, there was something, something to do with, like, there's nothing really holding... The, there's no constitution like the like America has. Australia's kind of just a set of rules that we have to follow. So, like, through the Commonwealth or something like that? Yeah, well, I'm not 100% clear on that. There's a lot of people who say we do have a constitution, that we've always had a constitution, and that constitution has never gone away. But what has happened is that a government, a corporate government, have come on and imposed themselves uh, sort of ignoring that constitution. So um, without sort of saying exactly what is happening, that's my understanding of what is happening. So I don't have a copy of the constitution. That'll be something that is probably coming to me in the near future. I do have, and I'm bored, invested about $170, the uh, Black's Law Dictionary, because coming from Victoria, uh, where we were put into the first and harshest lockdowns, some people say on the planet, uh, I I was in, uh, impelled to learn a lot more about what the word mandate means, for instance, which is, an, if you don't know, some of your listeners, viewers don't know, it's an offer. So a mandate is an offer that's only uh, in, uh, becomes active once it's accepted. Um, and so this is some of the word trickery that they're mm. using on, um, on, the, on the population at large. Mm. Yeah, I've even heard stories of uh, people that have tried to take a lot of these, especially these fines and infringements that are coming out now, like hundreds of people being fined for mask-related um, uh, infringements, but they actually hold no weight in a court of law. Um, not too sure if that's correct because, you know, you read a lot of third-hand information, but from what I see that, like, a lot of this doesn't really hold substance. Um, like you said, with the word mandate, you know, it's not really enacted into law. 
I think you're really good there, Daryl, in so much as we need to be so careful with our language. And that's probably the only good thing, in my my opinion, that's come out of the political correctness movement, because it, it does make us very aware of what we're saying. Now, I'm, I'm a, you know, a little bit older than you guys. I grew up in a time where you could say a lot of things and it didn't it didn't mean it didn't mean much because what is important is the heart and the spirit of the word. Mm. And the heart and the spirit of the word has been overtaken by the um, by something else, by idealism and um, by a lot of fear, really. Um, so uh, I think it's good to, 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 to qualify sometimes what we're saying about what's happening with these fines because I don't have personal experience. I haven't had to go. Well, actually, I do. I do have a personal experience. I had a fine in Victoria for um, that was related to uh, automobiles, let's say, and um, which it was. <laughs> uh, and... I managed to learn a new skill, defend my rights, and not pay that fine. Now, the old Ben would have just said, yes, sir, no, sir, officer, and 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 gone along with the paradigm, which was that the law was something to be respected, that it was above us, and that, uh, and that tough titties, right? Um, and then I, the whole paradigm for me personally, for lots of people, I think, in Australia and around the world is changing. And a lot of people say that's why we're going through this, because there's an awaken, a real awakening happening of consciousness of our, our rights. And so this force, which has been given lots of names, and we could come up with some now, but we've been, been given lots of names, is coming down on us to say, ah, we're going backwards, not forwards. And so we've got this conflict going on, right, where people are going, hold on, maybe government's not, the police have an ABN. Why do the police have an ABN? I thought just businesses had an ABN. Yeah. We're asking all these awkward questions, right? And so they're just going, don't you ask those questions, basically. <laughs> well, isn't it, it's, it's what I've heard as well that uh, even in a court of law, like lawyers have their own language. There's a certain, like a certain, when it comes to words and terms and way of describing things, mm -hmm. lawyers they speak a different language and that's how they try and fool us and try and get the better of us by saying, you know, that what we're saying means this when you think it means that it's, it's, it's a, a lot head, of smoke it's and mirrors. It's, it's basically a lot of smoke and mirrors. Yeah. They're using words and etymology against the people. Mm. Um, I've always thought that even now our language has been hijacked and used against us um, in a spiritual, spiritual sense. Um, especially when you get into law and, and things like deeper theories. I think a lot of the universities push that, that high-end theory sort of thinking uh, when really it's it, it all really like some of the most complex problems have really simple solutions but it's all watered down with this terminology <laughs> and things like it, it kind of blinds you into thinking this is a really complex thing but it, it really isn't you know it's really quite simple it's not it's not at all and Johnny what you're talking about is of course legalese there's a word for it right and what we are speaking to them is babble we babble because we mm. uh, uh, predominantly don't understand legalese, and legalese is the is the language of commerce law, and commerce law is the law that binds us when we are following it to fines, registrations, uh, and etc. etc. So uh, Tom Barnett is a great um, educator in, uh, and um, guide for this sort of information. He's been studying it for a long time, and I highly recommend people search him out. I've certainly learned a lot from him. He's the guy who did the. Uh, it's not a. You can't catch a virus video. It was one, one of his early ones that <laughs> yeah. was very popular. But the, so, so there's a lot to learn and there's a lot of people who know a lot about uh, legalese. Um, I put into a song that I wrote, um, We Are Born um, But Not Birthed, um, because there's a difference there. So we celebrate a birthday, and in our family we've stopped calling it birthdays. <laughs> we are re-educating ourselves word, a word at a time, Daryl. Mm. I agree with you. These words are very important for a, spirit, for a spiritual re reason. My wife has just got a book um, on this very subject. about, And the concept that I really loved that is in the first uh, chapter of that book is that something like, I don't know, 50 billion words or 500 billion words, something like that, are spoken every day on the planet. Oh, yeah. Now, if you think if you think about that concept and then you think about the concept of like om, om, or the word love or peace or any, any, any word that just resonates with such a beautiful feeling of creation and acceptance, and then 
I don't need to say them, but there's so many other words that do not have the same resonation. Mm -hmm. Now, if you have 50 billion or 500 billion words being spoken, what are you evoking? What are you bringing forth? The energy in that, now we talk about, if you go into physics, right, the world is vibration. The, the particle physics or whatever they call it, um, there's more space than there is matter. And some suggestion that there's no matter anyway, but let's say there is some <laughs> matter, that there's, some, that there's so much space. So the vibrations, you know, I've got tuning forks, if you hit them, it, it does something to you. You can hear it. It's like a guitar or a bass, 440 yeah. or 432 hertz, right? It's all that stuff. So it's so powerful. And we're getting, <laughs> we're getting a good lesson from the universe into, into waking up to our every word, our every thought, because that's the vibration. And, uh, you know, there's so much to, to learn and, 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 to, and, to, and so many ways to grow right now. So what, what do you, sorry, I was going to ask, what, what, what do you call birthdays now? Into the birthdays. Uh, I think we call them born days. Born um, days, my wife, okay. Yeah, born days, because you are born. <laughs> yeah. I haven't looked at the etymology uh, of, um, is it the right word? Of born, um, and, and I will. Uh, I, I love words. I'm a writer, songwriter, and a writer. I've written a couple of books, um, and I've always said, you know, I, I, I love words. My, my dad was um, a minister of religion for the first 10 years of my life. So, you know, the words of the Bible and these powerful words and spoken, even if he you know, just, you know, have to have some presence and, and or, you know, mm. the Ten Commandments and these words of what we follow, etc. We left when I was 10, but there's a lot of impact from that. Um, but there's so much to learn. There's still so much to learn. And looking at words and where they come from. And, and over the course of my life, my life has improved. The quality of my life has improved as I have paid more attention to and more responsibility for the words I use. And it's a very simple thing. Uh, and this it goes into things like affirmations, mm. you know, um, and uh, so fake it till you make it is one of Anthony Robbins' ones or whatever. But, <laughs> you know, put the words in your I am successful. You know, I am happy. We have peace. Um, Nathan Maingard is the guy who did a beautiful spoken word that went viral. He's from South Africa. He's one of the Free the Nation music musicians. Um, and his telegram group is called We Are Already Free. You know, beautiful affirmation. Yeah. And hmm. to some minds, really trapped in the dark, and 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 I understand it. I lived in Victoria. I came out of that darkness. It's very difficult for them, especially if you watch television or news or whatever, to escape that that program. These words are bombarding. Now we're having a beautiful conversation. I'm going on, and you're listening. I'll listen to you next soon. Um, but there's not this cut off because there's an agenda. Because we're just open to listening to each other. And you watch the media, and it's cut, you know, this is what we're talking about. And now, oh, that was really strange. What was he talking about? <laughs> Words have impact, boy. Oh, his dad was a minister. I think it yeah. got to his head, didn't it? You know, and they write you off and to the ad break. Yeah. And and so we're we're kept if we're watching that um, hypnosis. We're kept in that in that very narrow frame of what's acceptable. Don't question it. These are how we use words. You know, uh, can we swear on this podcast? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So I had a, a, a former friend, that I'll say, um, when the face mask mandates first came in, and uh, and he, on Facebook, basically, you know, I was expressing my views, you know, I, I, this, is, this is against natural law for anyone to impose face masks on us, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I'd done some research very early on, you know, about the, what the virus, the potential, whatever, that it didn't exist, basically. But I wasn't pushing that. I was just saying, I'm not going to wear a mask. He said, just put, just wear a fucking face mask. I'm like, mate, you wouldn't speak to me like that. Oh, yeah, would. that's how we talk to each other. And there's this very interesting dynamic, especially in Australia. I swear, maybe more than I should, I don't know. I like it. Our kids swear because I swear. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's part of language. It's part of language. But... There's a, again what I said earlier on about the the, the spirit of the word, yeah, the, the spirit, the energy, of, the energy you feel from it, yeah, mm, mm. Absolutely. absolutely, yeah. I yeah, think um, you know that that that's why they call it spelling. I think that um, human beings have kind of forgot that we are creatures of manifestation, um, and we whatever we speak, we have the ability to speak things into existence. Um, so I do think uh, with the news and even with. You know, even if you study a lot of the occult and things like that, which I, I 
you know, as a kid, I, I <laughs> as an angsty teenager, I, I went down that whole <laughs> occult, uh, uh, you know, spiral. But you know, trying to be cool and edgy, but not knowing really the ramifications of what it yeah. really stood for. That stuff is oh, real yeah. to me. Definitely, you're, you're really playing with your your own mind and things like that. But you, I think yeah. um, spelling and and what we like you were saying before, what we affirm. Uh, I as much as I do think there is a battle going on and there are sides and and, and there's this big spiritual war um i'm very careful about what i try and affirm and i i i i have to catch myself sometimes because i you don't want to keep putting yourself in that you know that that losing vibe like oh we're losing like this is an uphill battle everything's hard it's everything's hard but like you said before like i i can at the click of a finger just believe that i'm free i'm already free like you, you can't and i and, and yeah some would argue that we, we already are but it really is your your perception and outlook really does create a bubble uh, around you uh, a, a world you, i think we're all powerful creatures of manifestation and i think we've forgotten mm. that yeah you know. well i want to go back to something you said ben about the um you know 500 the, the amount of words that get spoken throughout a, a day in the entire planet and i didn't think about this and obviously you know we're musicians we talk about uh, the frequencies and you know the words we wait the way we speak words has a vibration to it mm. think back to you know uh, monks and praying and it's all like it's got to do with vibration and now when you've got the entire planet like repeating these hashtag words all over the place that it kind of gave me a bit of chills when you said that because you realize that so many people are just um, uh, uh, regurgitating these same what yeah. you could consider negative energy words. And that's absolutely. That's I, I think scary. It's, it, 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 it's a form of hypnosis in a way, like a bunch of, when a bunch of people make a topic trend, you know, that's a lot of energy being pushed into that, that topic or subject. And it, but on it, that it's point crazy. Though, yeah. Sorry to turn it up, but when a bunch of people make something trend, ah, uh, 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 yes, they follow, but who makes the trend? Twitter, make the trend, yeah. Facebook, make the trend, yeah. Instagram. And who are they? They're a small group of people. And what have they got? An intention for something. Now, again, we can all speculate, but that's the facts, right? Someone decides, it's, and it's, whether it's them choosing an algorithm or whatever. I remember seeing on Twitter, you know, the, um, uh, was it Melbourne lockdown, very, very early on, Melbourne lockdown, and it changed to Melbourne lockdown 2020. And I thought, fuck, they're getting us ready for a 2021. <laughs> or, or, you know, straight away, the, the programming is so set and so obvious when you're looking for the signs that you go, oh, they're lead, they're, they are leading the conversation, right? Mm. That's what they're doing. Um, I just did a gig last night on the streets in Marlham, Free the Nation Music, the first live gig, and it was the first time I played in a band. I've been solo for a long time and I've done a lot of solo shows and, of course, over the last couple of years, probably done not much maybe two, but I was playing with a band and it reminded me and I remembered, oh, right, I get to lead, you know, not in a megalomaniac way, but I'm the songwriter. <laughs> These are my songs. I've got a, we've, we haven't rehearsed. We've got charts. Like, okay, you know, and we end, you know, or whatever. So there's someone leading that conversation, mm. you know, and it's and, 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 and it's me. And it's subtle in a way, hopefully to the audience it's subtle, but there still is and it's me because they're my songs and this is the way I want this song to go, right? And and that's what what's, is happening with all the all the media in the world. And people are, are made to think that they're having an original thought um, by owning some desire to go and get a, a vaccination, uh, which isn't a vaccination, which has been called a gene therapy, which has all sorts of stuff in it for something that they never got sick with and no one they know got sick with but someone did their, their second cousin did because they did the test which wasn't a real test which you know the, the story goes on and on because the story goes on and on but because it's told so many times people believe it even though the very base of the story is our lies mm. well it's, it's kind of like the um the music industry what 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 we realize or what i realize is that the that whole organicness of labels are giving people what the people want. It's not like that. The the labels tell people what they're gonna like. You know, it comes down to the, mm. the labels telling radio giving radio stations lots of money to play these certain songs mm. and then all of a sudden all of a sudden they become the big popular songs and everyone thinks they're popular because everyone actually likes them. No, well, it's popular because yeah. they've been like 
pushed through your fucking head for too yeah. long. Well, it, it's called taste making. You know, they're, they're trying to be the taste makers of, of what's popular. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they use that term. They use that term in a, in, a, in a sort of positive way. Don't they? He's yeah. a taste maker. And like, <laughs> fucking hell, we've just swallowed that one. They're just, hey, have you seen one of our acts? So, um, Free the Nation Music. Uh, we haven't really talked about it a lot, but if people don't know. It's a website that I started with a blog post. It's a list of musicians who support freedom, who are against segregation and discrimination. Very simple idea. I thought my name might be the only one on it, but now we've got 170 names and from people all over the world, including Jimmy Levy, who had a number one on the rap charts and the hip-hop charts on iTunes in America. I'm bringing this up to so make sure people know about Free the Nation music, but also because then what happened was, just in the last couple of days, is suddenly his song was pushed out. I think it was, um, was it the This Is A War? Fantastic song. This, this is a war on religion. This is a war on the children. He does a good version of it. That's why he's number one. But, um, and it got pushed out by, I can't remember the act, but you'll see if you go to it. And there's eight versions of this song. Mm. What? To push them out. They've just fixed it somehow. They've just thrown it in because they don't want this song. And this is the song that the people, what they really want to hear. And and what you're saying about them pushing the music on onto people, it's so true and it's probably happened my whole life, you know, and, and, and our whole lives where it's not really uh, something that's come out of the community spirit or what the, what the people really want. It's... The people that have the power and the control say, let's feed them that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. It's absolutely, yeah. It's uh I think the to my horror the other the other month when I saw the rollout of the <laughs> Vax the Nation uh, you know, uh, I don't know what you want to call it. I guess it was a a hashtag. It, 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 <laughs> I, I called it astroturfing. I'm not sure if you've heard of that, but it, it, it's it's you know like it, it, when, when you yes. when you can't have a real grassroots movement, you've got to make astroturf, right? You've got to give the illusion. But it, it it didn't get you know more than a thousand uh, you know posts regarding that. But uh, it, to, what really horrified me was the 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 fact that artists were having their social media essentially hijacked by labels and that posted out without their knowledge mm. one of them was guy, guy sebastian right. yeah, right. yeah um but uh, i mean don't, don't get me wrong a lot of people are just posting what they need to but i'm i'm kind of glad i got out of music when i did about a couple of years ago i've always told myself i'm taking a break but now when i look back i'm like do i really want to enter that shit show again mm. now with the political implications being far more heavier than they were before i'm not sure why it feels that way maybe it's just me well bands bands pushing people to get vaccinated not for any health benefits but purely so they can why get back to this normal like why are they giving health yeah. advice yeah why are they giving a, That's you know, right. like it's, not, it's saying, not about health anymore it's it's, 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 it's just bizarre it's bizarre it's a twilight say, zone yeah. i want to say Daryl, get back into music whenever you want to follow your heart i'm yeah. in music i never got out of it and i've never had to because i've been independent i've never I've had opportunities, but I've never had to sign my rights away. And that's what you're talking about with these these art artists, that they sign their rights away. If you listen to that, what are we I'm signing my – there's your deal with the devil right there. I, I don't have any rights. You can use my image. I, you can control what I say. You know, I, I don't even want to say those words, right? Mm. They can't control what I say. They can't use my image. But that's what artists say when they sign those contracts. Um. I had one of the one of the the leaders, the people that they. I know that people were paid money. I know that someone was offered. I did a tweet and an Instagram post because I, I met someone who firsthand told me that, that they were offered their good friend was offered sixty thousand dollars to have their song used in the campaign or associated with the campaign, and I shared that and got such a great response because that person turned that offer down, but a lot of people didn't offer. Obviously, mm. I had when I first started the Free the Nation music uh, tag um, before it was a website or whatever, um, maybe just after, I don't know. But I had Tim Minchin come onto my Ben Mitchell songs Instagram and do a very condescending post about offering me advice on where I could, you know, he could introduce me to some doctors that he knew. Um, and <laughs> fucking and, Tim Minchin, that little twat. <laughs> 
Yeah. Whatever. Now, 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 now. Jeez. Now, now, now. That's right. That might might be the inner voice, but it's not the voice that I responded with. And I was very polite and I took a moment and I addressed what he said. And I also said that if he ever has a change of heart, he's welcome to come and join Free the Nation Music and put his name there. And and then what happened was very interesting because – so I I was very polite. I've screenshot it. I haven't used it. I haven't posted it. But then he blocked me. Um, he came to he came to my Instagram. He said something terse and aggressive, passively or more, and uh, and I was polite to it. And and I think that sort of sums the whole thing up there, right? That that they they they're not really in that instance. You've got someone who is 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 trying to say if he really had that, if he really felt that position was justified, and he really wanted to um help me by introducing me to better doctors than andrew kaufman or thomas cowan or people that i trust judy mikovitz um then we would have opened the conversation not blocked me after commenting on my post um you know one i, I was watch. i'm a big paul kelly fan and when he when he came on facebook showing his arm and getting the i was i was upset you know and my wife was like what are you talking about they've all sold this soul bin just accept it and i'm like but Paul Kelly, and and then I, I was thinking today, you know, like I haven't gone. Into, I've invited lots of musicians, lots of musicians that we think uh, that a lot of us think might be politically. Uh, uh, what can I say? Not politically, just socially aware, or just standing by a right. We're talking about choice. Let's always remember that we're just simply talking about. If you want to inject yourself with whatever, I'd never stop anyone. I mean, if there was a kid there with battery acid, I'd, I'd say I'd knock it out of his hand. I'd do whatever I could if he was going to inject himself. You know what I mean? But but if a grown adult wants to do something, and then that's their choice, and that's their karma, and and. I am not going to tell you as a person, as a musician, as anything, as a whatever, what to do, right? And and suddenly the the controllers of the narrative, the spelling, the word spelling, have created a situation where everyone thinks they can tell you what you should put into your body. <laughs> right? So it's very, very curious. But, but again, I, I don't know what these musicians are going through in their lives and how much financial distress they're in, how yeah. disempowered they feel in themselves, how they might feel there's no other options in life for them. And, they, and you know, they must in some ways feel this way to publicly say what I think you should do with your body in order to come to my concert. Mm-hmm. I want you to inject um, something from a company that's had the biggest legal payout in history into your body. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah, I want you to do that. I'm not saying that, but I'm complicit because I'm doing this festival and that's the rules of the festival and so I don't have to be seen to be saying it but I'll give my image and my energy to the festival and they'll they'll put the rules on right it's like I've seen gigs um, I've seen bands uh, through uh, I can't remember where but uh, in, in history where you know they've been playing and then uh, there's some might it'll come back to me after this probably you know, and, and a security guard's gotten violent and started beating on someone. I'm sure it was in the grunge movement or time. And the band stopped. They go, hey, man, what are you doing? You know, stop that. Mm. What are you doing? Why are they doing it? That's another guy. It's not him. But because it's happening in their environment and they feel some responsibility because they're having a good time, this is their audience, they feel a sense of um, kinship and perhaps even um, protection, certainly affection for that audience. And so seeing someone, an individual, a security guard or whatever, become aggressive and physical on that, on that they, they say, stop, I'll stop the music. So, guys, you've got to stop the music. Stop the music. I'm talking to the, the musicians who think that they are not playing a part in this tyranny. They are. You are. And there's an, there is an opportunity to make history. We're, we're gifted with a time where you can say, I'm the real deal. I, you know what? You know what I was singing about. You know, freedom and against the man. They weren't just words because now I'm living it. How many people mm. have commented on my Instagram on Free the Nation Music Instagram saying that they're throwing away their Midnight Oil albums? You know that's really sad. Midnight Oil made some powerful music, yeah. but so many people are so disheartened by them saying. Get the vax. It, it makes me so emotional even just bringing it up again. These are musicians that made music that brought tears to my eyes throughout my life, that empowered me, that gave me strength and belief, you know, and suddenly to feel betrayed by those musicians, you know, it's, it's, 
it's not it's not good <laughs> it's it's strange isn't it yeah i mean i i got into music very much as a angsty punk type kid and uh for me it like you said like it always was about going against the establishment in, in a way but not not recklessly but but kind of thinking for yourself and um <laughs> be, being fearless enough to stand on your own even if it means you're alone that that was the reason i got into music was that was a a vehicle to express that and to my horror now like it's changed so much like i was expecting people during i think melbourne's like the longest lockdown city in the world i was expecting mm -hmm. you know all, all of my comrades all my music mm -hmm. um, you know all, all the friendships i had over in victoria i was expecting them to like start playing out of their garage and you know yeah, yeah. going down with the man and mm -hmm. playing from rooftops and some something mm -hmm. <laughs> but everyone it was there was an eerie eerie silence yes. it just felt there like was a an eerie guys, silence yeah. there was a guy i remember who, who played and it was like a terrace house in melbourne and the cops came pretty mm -hmm. quick or at least that that was the the scene that we saw on the video of course there is vanessa valentine who's had my choice and um another another song um, escapes me right now, but she 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 came from that sort of punk movement. Um, she's an, a, it's acoustic song, but it's a beautiful beautiful song. Not but, but it's a beautiful <laughs> song. I mean, I play most acoustic too. Um, but the point is, she came from that punk movement and loved a lot of those punk bands in Melbourne. It was really strong. And she did a post, you know, early on saying, "What's happened to you guys? Where are you? What, what what's going on?" Exactly. That's and what I, I mean. Like, where, I, where are they? That's that feeling. Like, where are they? I, you know. I'll tell you where they are, Daryl. They are in the pockets of the grants, mm -hmm. the Melbourne Cultural Grants, um, the ABC, the Triple R, um, the sorry, the um, Triple J, Double J. You know, these are government music stations, and people forget this. Triple J, ABC, ABC is government, music. pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So is Triple J. So yeah. is Triple J. Yeah. Completely. So is Double J. Right. And it's a slow way that the government has created a great marketing arm to say, no, well, the, they're just the kids. That's what the kids want. We are the kids, you know, and it's um, insidious. And in Melbourne, it's it's the most I know. That's where I grew up. It's where my musical um, taste, life. Was I played in rock bands, funk bands, grunge bands, acoustic, original, you know, like just I went to see all sorts of shows, mosh pits you know, jazz, the art centre, like uh, everything. It was so broad and it was rich for that. But then suddenly this, this political correctness and this this narrative of that became very, very narrow, and this is all we can talk about, you know, it used to be just so exciting and it, and, and that's just been squeezed out. And the money and controlling and, the you know, it, 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 a lot of it, I think, comes down to that. And that's why they feel so desperate and will do what the government say. Absolutely. Well, the yeah. same thing with uh, when it comes to venues as well because you think these independent artists will be able to, to do it like what you were doing, you know, go out on the streets and perform for free, just give people music and, you know, from rooftops like you're saying. But people then rely, they want those venues. But then the venues are suddenly, like, you know, when it comes to the governments, the venues have to comply to certain rules. And yeah. it just becomes that trickle-down effect where everyone just needs to comply, comply, comply. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's yeah. nuts. Yeah. The over-governance the over-governance and the over-regulation is what we are seeing now. We're, 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 it's like we're sitting in a meditation and we're going, oh, and, and the worst thing is coming up, you know, that dark shadow is coming up, is some authority controls everything you do. Some authority is, you, if you want to do that, you've got to get a registration. You've got to pay a fee. You know, you've got to do this. When I went to England, for an example, I couldn't believe it. They were, they, you had to have a license for more than two people to play music in a pub together, right? Mm. That was a license for that. I think mm. it's probably the same things happened in Australia now. That was, you know, 20 years ago or whatever. They also had a, a, a historical law, law that was a tax law that was called a window tax so that if you had an extra window in your house, you had to pay more tax. This is quite an old law. But that's what, right, Johnny? It's just like I'm sitting there going, what for the air you got to pay tax so this this is we are not this is not like it's it's just happened overnight we are at the pinnacle point in my view of a, a time in human history where we've realized we let the 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 authorities the government 
the idea of government and the government get out of control. This body that's supposed to serve the people hasn't for a long time and has enslaved them. The councils, you know, the councils aren't even under the constitution, Johnny. We have to look into this. Is there a constitution in Australia or not? But if there is one, I think it says that there that the there's no third level of there should be no third level of government. So there can be a federal government according to the constitution and my understanding of it. There can be a federal, there can be state, but there can cannot be local council. So the local councils are against the constitution. So they are not lawful, in my understanding. Mm. And I would understand that because the fees, the fees, the money, the tax. Let me, I want that, I want that. And when it comes down to music, and that was so, what was so beautiful about doing this gig on the street last night is I didn't even, we didn't even put a bucket around. We didn't have the guitar case open. It wasn't about um, can you give some money to these musicians yeah. who've lost heaps like, you know, the guys I was playing, we were talking about, you know, the gigs they used to get, what, $250, $300 a night, which is not a lot even, but for, for three sets, um, and they'd play three or four, you know, or however many times they could, and that's how they pay their mortgage, right? This is the truth and simplicity of it. And that's been taken away from them. And now they're doing the gig. I say they because I, they play with me, the bass player and the drummer. Me too, though. You had For Lucius nothing. on there. You, you had, had Lucius. Lucius. Yeah. yeah, I saw him. What a great drummer. Yeah. Oh, no. He's a great, <laughs> Sorry, player, yeah. great drummer. No, no, you're yeah. right. He's, he's absolutely fantastic. And Matthew Armitage, who's a New Zealander, uh, who married an Australian girl and live here. And fantastic. The Anzac spirit was alive and well yeah. on the streets of Mullumbimby last night. And uh, But the point is... We were making music just for, for, for the people and there was a lot of kids there, a lot of families. And do you know what happened? There was my um my daughter, we had a discussion the other night because my middle daughter is about nine, about nine, uh, is going to do some dance classes soon, you know, uh, at a at an off-grid school. And my eldest daughter, who's 10, uh, didn't want to do it, wasn't interested. And I'm like, oh, just give it a try. And I had a chat to her. I'm just like, you know, I'm not making you, but why don't you do a couple of lessons and 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 see if like. And she was just like, no, 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 no. And then we did this gig last night, and Bam was rocking. And then there was another guy on Tom Manza, T. Laman, another um, Free the Nation music musician, who did a hip hop thing, and uh, and she was dancing in the in the in the crowd with the other people, all the kids on the street. As a sunset in Malibu. And afterwards, she said to my wife first, she said, I think I want to do the dance lessons because she felt it. She felt it, Johnny. That's good. She felt what we felt, guys, when we went to gigs. Yeah. You, we, we sit here. This is great that you and I, we can all chat like this, right? But, fuck, it's no excuse for sitting down and having a yarn together and someone comes in and some music on and then that guy shut up and whatever, you know, and, oh, that's beautiful. And, you know, the, 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 the dynamics of life when we're vibrating right next to each other are, are, are different. And my daughter might have not danced can you can you she might have not have had dancing lessons if it wasn't for this gig that we put on in the street and that got to me i thought what about all these kids out there that not only aren't having those opportunities but they're being masked up i see kids getting off the buses with masks i mean this is the evil is upon us mm. have we called it upon us maybe Daryl. we're talking about words have we called it upon us well let us be responsible now and let us banish it again not to an off to another place, but let's just let's, let's dissipate it by being responsible for our words, by owning what we want and creating it in the, in this moment and and dancing and making music and we can do it. We can do it. Well, I was going to say that's the well when I started music, it was you know the same sort of angsty, but it was also about you know wanting to be a rock star, make millions of money, drive Ferraris, all that stuff. <laughs> But uh, no, but uh, yeah. Well, I still want that Ferrari. No, but I think what it was over time through the music, when you actually feel that energy that gets created from music, where it's no longer about money. It's no longer like you're saying. It's not about standing on the street trying to make money. It's about the energy, the feeling that you get from music. And like you say, your daughter just dancing in the in the streets, and people just enjoying it. It's that, yeah. That's what I fucking. That's what I miss about being on stage and playing music. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you said really early on, Ben. You were talking about this uh, great awakening and how this big uh, force is kind of crushing down upon the the great awakening. I, I do think that's a lot 
of the reason behind the lockdowns is when you get less people in communities, less people in churches and places of worship, I consider a venue a place of worship, to be honest. It's like we're all, you know, marinating in that vibe and the sound. I think that is part of a human spirit that when you get rid of that, people are way more susceptible to just accept less and less when you're not in that high vibration it just um, becomes a cold dark desolate place it's fucking terrible yeah, yeah. I, I think so you know when you get people uh, uh, you know even with the social distancing i believe humans need to be around each other they have to be in close proximity you know i believe in the the heart chakra all our hearts have to be kind of within proximity and that's how we feed off each other that's how we heal uh, um, as a community but you'll see a lot of illness, like a lot of mental illness now creeping up across the nation. A lot of people now resorting to uh, big pharma uh, medications. I'm not saying for people to stop taking their medication, but it, it, you do see a rise now in things like antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication. And a lot of people now are, drink, are comfort drinking, like myself. I'm having a beer. <laughs> I don't drink this much usually, but <laughs> here I am. But um, I mean... We have it good in Perth, but I, I do think of myself as an empath, and it's funny, even though people are hurting on the other side of the the nation, I still feel that. I'm not not sure about oh. you, but I, I feel it across you know the the, the whole land. That, of course, yeah, of course we do, of course we do, and and uh, you know what you're talking about the social distancing. This is um, insidious evil because. Uh, we need to touch each other and not in a direct way either. Our bodies communicate with each other beyond. We think that we communicate in this space of these words and, and look at my facial gestures and, okay, I know what you mean and all this. But there's a whole other communication that goes on and we all know it when you're in a venue. Imagine you're in a venue and there's a band going, it's so loud, you can't talk. We've all been there and you're bumping up, you're looking around. I'm a younger man and I'm having conversations with that girl over there and that girl there and that one there. This one doesn't want to talk to me. That one, <laughs> that one, wants, that one wants to talk to me a lot. And this one, uh, you know, she knows that that one's talking to me. And then and uh, that, that guy like, wants to fight me and that guy wants that's to go right. away. <laughs> <laughs> and that guy wants to talk to me and I'm, I don't go that way, but that's all right. Um, and all these conversations are happening in our, with our, without words. Mm. We, with our bodies, with, with our brush, with it, we talk, you know. Um, I had a conversation with a guy last night. I didn't want to have, I don't want to speak to him again, the way he touched my hat, you know, and I'm like, what are you doing, mate? Like, like that was really aggressive and he didn't, he might not have even been aware, but, but like we talk in lots of different ways and within that proximity and in beautiful ways. You know, we can be on a bus and, and just standing next to someone and, and suddenly you feel better. There's a great author I love. His um, name is Stuart Wilde. And he talks about the, the, uh, the uh, etheric, the body that um, is part of the chakra, the extension of the chakras basically. And there's this sort of electric field that we have around us. And so we, that, when that touches someone, there's communication going on. And that, I think that's what social distancing is stopping it. So, Because if these people just get together, their thoughts, because I think we are definitely telepathic in that way, and they'll be like, the thoughts would be, why are we doing this social distancing? Why have I got a mask on? You know, Why have I got a mask on? Let's both take it off. Mm. Okay. Without yeah. saying anything. Right? Mm. Because, because this, this energy, these thoughts are so powerful and, um, and they're trying to keep – it's like I, I, I'm thinking about now as we talk electricity. It's like it can't quite jump that far, but it can jump. It can jump when you're right close to each other. It can jump. It can be so powerful. But if you separate all the little batteries, they can't, they can't build that power together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and plus you 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 uh you distract everyone with these amazing toys. Like I think it's it's strange how during this whole uh, lockdown slash pandemic that the all of the tech companies have thrived massively because everyone's on their their devices, everyone's on their network. Um, that that I can't they imagine are, what Zoom. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Zoom just started. I, I stayed off it for ages because it was seemed so obvious to me that they were in on it, um, because they just their business their business just like became a billion dollar business, you know, whatever overnight. Yeah, really um, quickly. And, yeah. Didn't it? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's like, I don't have kids that I know of. Uh, bad joke. You know. Um, but um, I'd always feel a bit scared for the younger generation, especially with 
so much technology and I'm not sure about you and I'm not going to say anything, but if like I see and hear about a lot of parents that give their kids like iPads from the first get-go and now kids are growing up with this technology right in front of their faces and now they're growing up with no masks and not being able to sort of really interact with people like facial expressions. It's yeah. fucking, it terrifies me as well. Mm. Well, it, it, it does me too, Johnny, um, or it did. And it was the reason I spoke up in the beginning because I just, even I think in Melbourne it was like the first mask mandates was if you weren't over 16, if you're over 16. But but I thought even 16-year-olds are growing still physically mm. um, and, they, and they need it. And so I thought, why would they, they're kids. They're kids, basically. When you're 16, you don't think you're a kid, but you're a kid. And I said, what are we doing? This is this is just not right. Yeah. But so many people go, oh, whatever. And now, of course, you see four-year-olds masked up and all that stuff. I have to be – I have to take the sort of spiritual philosophical route with that and go – well, these children, these souls have come for this experience and they chose those parents and, and this is what they want. At the same time, uh, our kids don't watch, they don't have phones, they don't look at the iPad, you know, hardly ever. Um, and we're very, very aware of that sort of thing. And we're getting, in a way, I think there's a lot a lot of people who are going, becoming so aware, they're going, going more to nature, going more to being aware of, of all these devices and um, and even you know my wife and I with our phones, you know I'm a, a musician and activist, so I'm, I'm I can be on it all the time and justify it um, for the the greater good. But but you just got to get off it and go. Well, that's not where life is. Mm. That's why I brought up the beach when we first started talking because it's so important just to get get to the beach. You know, when I was a young man, the the, um, the shops weren't opened on Saturday after twelve o'clock. And banks closed on Friday, um, you know. Uh, you'd, and but there was, I, when I was a kid, they didn't even have F, FPOS machines. So the whole the whole rate of life has has exponentially um, sped up. Mm-hmm. And so that the idea of a weekend doesn't even really exist. You know, chill out, and don't do anything. You know, bullshit. I've got my phone. I've got my computer with me. I've got. There's, you know, we're it's Saturday night and we're doing our <laughs> podcast, but that's different. Um, but you can fill it up with this. You can be drawn into this digital world, and you know the the, the memories that I have from a guy who got. I, I was a computer nerd. I loved Apple and 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 when I, Apple two, and I think we had a Vic twenty. You know, I'm showing my age, but I loved computers when they came out, but. The great memories I have are of not of computers. They're of being in mosh pits. They're of doing gigs. They're of being in a van driving up to Queensland uh, <laughs> through the night, having a truck on our back. Going, how the what the fuck? That truck's gonna kill us, you know? Like um, doing gigs on in Brisbane and uh, wherever, you know, and thinking yeah. we were rock gods because we were from Melbourne doing a, a, a Her Majesty's uh, cover gig and throwing a few originals in. Um, Malula Bar, I played Malula Bar too, but um, you know that th- th- these tactile memories this is what we want to focus on and that's why the gig last night going on the street free the nation so we started this thing um which maybe it's going to be a thing i don't know friday free the music fridays and it's sort of we just did it once last night and maybe maybe it's something that we can encourage our fellow musicians wherever they are just to get out maybe on a friday and play some songs in your street wherever put it on your socials and maybe that's some way we can Bring the neighbours out and and feel the vibration, the good vibration of music. Absolutely, yeah. Music has the uh, incredible power to heal, and I think if you take it to the streets, old school, I think there there's definitely a place for that. Um, we we did see the the pictures, by the way, um, on your Telegram of uh, of that gig, so it was re- really cool to see. But, oh, we've um, got. We had um, some uh, a, a film crew there, so oh, you filmed some... it, cool, cool. Oh, there was a there was a um, there's a lots of synchronicity happening up around me at the moment, and uh, and long story short, we have pros that were there with multiple cameras, including a drone, and there's going to be something beautiful that comes out of that oh, that documents that that, that moment. Cool. Lovely, yeah. That is cool. I think bravery is contagious. I think that's more contagious than bloody COVID. <laughs> But you know, like when it's amazing, I, I we have a very small audience, but even even in our little bubble here in Perth, um, I've had a lot of people come up 
to me or message me and just say, hey, thanks. I We're in a band on a label. I'd love to be able to say this, but I can't. And thank you for jumping on the sword, so to speak, and putting your nuts out there to, to speak for everyone else. Um, not to toot my own horn because I, I just feel like we have – I've always felt a weird sense of like – it's just a due, like, something that I feel compelled to do and I don't question it mm. because if I really break down what we're actually implicating by putting all our thoughts out there every night or every, you know, every week we do an episode, it it is quite daunting. You know, you, you're potentially even saying goodbye to employment, things like that, you know, well, with, with the things, I- you know. Like, do, do you, uh, what about that? Like as a question for you, do, do you ever fear in a way – not that I want to reinforce fear, but that, yeah. that in the back of your mind, you're like, am I really just screwing myself for the future oh, by no. saying all this stuff, you I, know? <laughs> that's been, I'm, I'm finally at a place where I'm not worried, but but yeah. I but I had to I had to look at those. I, they were a series of doors to go through, if yeah. you will. And and the final door was when the vaccination email came through to me because I'm on all those music organisations, I'm part of them, whatever. And, and I was just like, what? You now you're telling people I had to do something, and yeah. and and like I said, I did a blog post, and I said I'm putting my name to a list that is to free the nation, not to vaccination. And but when I opened those emails up, and I looked, and there was every major music organisation, every major label, it seemed to me anyway, uh, all the music festivals, and and my my stomach sort of sank sunk for a minute because I thought. Well, you're not going to work for those guys anymore, Ben. You're never going to. You know, I might have worked for a couple of them, and, and maybe I had aspiration to work for a few others. And I'm like, uh, that's probably not going to happen if you if you do this blog post. Mm. But that, there's nothing. But it could. I couldn't. But what was so great was that there was no in. There was no choice. There was only. It was like just. It was like I could feel myself just growing. You know, just not in a way of like watching myself, but this was a, a growing moment where you just go well. But I can't not do this, so I guess I'm making that choice. Mm. Yeah, I am. And it was just sort of being aware of the choice that I was making that that, that fear is no longer going to control me. And so I feel I feel really lucky, you know, I do. And I've said this and a few other musicians have, have agreed with me, being independent and, you know, sure, I, like Johnny, I, I wanted the major label and, you know, the help that they can give and the image making that they can help with. And, and, uh, and so, you know, you get all the millions of dollars and fans or whatever, all that stuff. I wanted that when I was young, but but I never wanted it enough to really, to to really sell my spirit. And yeah, and and I guess that was clear to me when I got to that point. And it was like, and I've I've had people bagging me out in the music scene in Melbourne, and it, and it hurts me. You know, um, various people that I've been close to for a long time, musicians who were signed and whatever. Um, don't speak. We don't speak anymore, and others, you know, have obviously different views. But and you know, I, I don't like that situation, but it is what it is. And all, I, and I just feel lucky that I, that that there's no one stopping me except me, and I can say nothing, mm-hmm. or I can just say, "Hey, is there any other musicians who feel the same way?" And suddenly there are. Yeah, you, you're finding your tribe, and I think yeah. even though even though heaps of doors are closing, there's there's a sense of you know, it's it's a liberating feeling knowing that you've gone with your principles rather than with uh, the the easier way out. You know, in a way, it, do you know what I mean? Because it, sure. it is it is easier to sometimes. I feel like it's easier to not say anything. You know, I'm setting myself up for a very difficult life, but I wouldn't have it any other way. There's a weird feeling where I'm like, I I don't feel any hint of regret or doubt in in this path that I'm taking, even though it is probably shutting a lot of doors, um, business wise, um, and employment wise. But I'm like, but it, it feels great because I'm standing by my principles, and I think I'm there's something to. I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that, and I'm, and, and the the more that you do it, the more you realize, hey, other people are doing it too. I think yeah. we're. I think there's a lot of us are the silent majority, Ben. I think it's not yes. a minority. I think a lot of uh, there's a majority that are just staying silent, but they're waiting for their time, and they'll come out too. I know. 
you know, it's a weird feeling, like whether they call it faith or whatever. I know that's a a dirty word because it's used in terms of religion, but it it is a kind of faith that things are working out Mm. and that I think good always wins. I think good always wins. Like the light always wins in the end in Mm. my book. Mm. The, the, The most powerful word, I think, Ben, you mentioned it was that synchronicity. Yeah. And I think, especially over the last, since we've done this podcast, since before when we met, I think both on a personal and like individually together, and again, like meeting guests like yourself, that synchronicity just sort of show like, that feeling where everything just works out or everything seems kind of like it's written, like it's, it's already, it's already yeah. yeah, it's meant yeah. to be. And it's that sort of feelings and those things that I've experienced le- leading up to, to where we are right now. Is something that I, I think can't that, deny. Yes, yeah. I think that happens when you are conscious in your truth, mm. you know, because the world reflects back to us, you know, in a way I think what we what we put out and what we expect. And so these musicians that are bound, that feel, no one is bound, but these musicians who feel they are bound to silence because of some contract they've signed, that's in their mind. Mm. It's only in their mind. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, right. yeah. It's only in their mind. They can say no because I signed this contract, but that doesn't mean anything. You can say whatever you want. What if this is this is what I want to tell people? What if this is your last day on earth? What if this is your last gig? Are you going to play a segregated show? Are you going to mm-hmm. ruin the your whole image, what your band or you stood for, by saying the people that I play for don't have a choice? They have to have two vaccinations or three, whatever it is, by the time the gig comes around mm-hmm. in order to come in here for me to play my music to them? Or are you going to say, I'm going to play outside for nothing because I love making music and I love people and I love you and I don't care what you've done to yourself. Mate, there's no choice. And if, yeah. and if there's a struggle for you, then meditate on it, you know, and Come back to yourself. You'll find money. You'll find a way. This is what I say. Mm-hmm. You know, those those bullies that are around you, controlling you, they they're feeding off you. They're parasites. Absolutely. Yeah. If they yeah. don't if they don't respect you and your choice, then they are parasite and they want to control your every move. And you will be so free when you liberate yourself from them. Absolutely. Well, yeah. I just want to say real uh, real quick. Sorry to cut you. <laughs> You look so eager. Um, but uh, you can tell we're excited because we're all trying to chime in. But, um, I've, you know, I've, I've, we've had a lot of musical guests on this podcast and uh, some of them are signed and some of them are belong to big labels. Some of them have gone on to do big things. And I don't want to sound like I'm judging them, but sometimes I'll get messages of them like really paranoid about, hey, uh, when I said this little thing here uh, – during this episode like do you reckon we should cut that out or do you reckon <laughs> i was too harsh yeah things like that but but my, my point is it's like what 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 a what a difficult spot to be in like it, it seems a lot like the fear the 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 doubt that they have is a lot higher than when you are completely liberated do you know what I mean? Like they they, they oh, are they are sure, more conscious sure. about saying the wrong thing more than anyone else, and I, I find and it so like, really sad. I'm mm, like, really, you yeah. care that much about being cancelled or saying the wrong thing just yeah. because you're honest? Like I I am. We might have twenty listeners, but I it's we're free. We're free from all of that. You know, well, we, we don't ju- need that to. That comes directly into what I was about to say. Of what yeah. you were saying, Ben, is that these bands that are telling people, "Oh, you need to be double vaxxed to come see our shows," and you. I think you mentioned you said so they can come and see their songs. Well, I think if we go back to what this terminology and these assigning rights and all this legal jargon, it's not their music. It belongs to these labels. So really, <laughs> I don't know. Is is that stretching it a bit right. too far? Yeah, yeah. they're not yeah. at all. You're yeah. right. They but, but, are, they become in a way they're like cover musicians, aren't they? I'll play the songs that the label owns. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know. But do you see and, what I mean uh, about about like constantly being in fear of saying the wrong thing on yeah, social media? It's, it's like, I well, thought you guys were musicians. Well, it's a, an employment argue because yeah. you could say that these musicians that are signed to these labels are employed by the labels and therefore they need to follow the guidelines of what the labels tell them to do and they need to play the music that the label kind of owns now and if they want to continue being employed, they need to follow the guidelines. Do you know nuts. what yeah. all this leads to, Johnny Darrell, is 
that this is the most the most exciting time, not in history alone, but in musical history. I honestly believe it. Yeah. This is better than Woodstock. This is better than the 60s. This, I don't know, it, there is so much great stuff. I'm hearing great music. I know it's out there. But not only that, the spirit of the musicians who are saying, fuck the man, right? Oh, Johnny Cash, didn't he do that, right? Yeah. Well, that's a beautiful photo, isn't it? You can put it up on your wall and it means fucking nothing unless you know what the spirit is. Mm. And it's not about anger against, you know, someone who doesn't deserve it. It's about I am me. I am me and that's beautiful. And you are you and that's beautiful. And anything that comes between that isn't beautiful, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. It's that simple. Let's yeah. boil it down. It's so simple. Anyone coming in here telling us how we should relate to each other, or what you should do, what I should do, fuck them, right? Yeah. I'll do what I do, you do what you do, and let's see what happens, all right? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's the whole point of that I got into music, like I said before. It's to, it's to crush the stereotype of, of everything and to break walls down. And, and to not be told and to be liberated like I don't it's a it's a weird time now seeing a lot of these influences they call it like they're, they're spending more time worrying about the correct thing to say on social media than the music like it's 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 a very it's a big gauntlet to run through now to, to be a especially being popular like I'm kind of glad that I, I never got into a band that would that that was really popular because I would have been fired from the label instantly because I don't I'm this weird I don't like being told what to say because that's not the reason I got into music, you know. Nor me, and, and you know yeah. what's been that what's been so beautiful about starting Free the Nation music is getting all the musicians sending me their music, and so many of these musicians are well, a lot of them are avant garde or a bit left of center of even the genre, right? So. If you're a hip-hop artist, they're a bit left of that. If you're a folk artist, they're a bit alternative, you know, whatever. They're all just – but there's lots that are just, you know, very classifiable in the in the genre as well. But what I mean is it's it's just bringing me back to this, this spirit of music, why we got into music. This is what these musicians yeah. represent. And that is the spirit that is being celebrated in Free the Nation music and is the spirit that we need – to return to that music is for the community bang a drum i got this drum on my birthday recently i'm not going to play it because the kids in, are in bed but oh, um, cool. is that a, like a djembe yeah djembe yeah and um of course you come to Mullum or byron bay you got to get a djembe right and put your hair back in <laughs> right? you, you, so, you need to have a joint rolled in your ear as well yeah you <laughs> i will play hold on <laughs> but this drum was just speaking to me, and I picked it up, and and I can I love rhythm. I, I play guitar, and um, I love the percussive nature of it as well. But you know, this has been I'm just hitting this drum, and there's something. And I took I think I took it to the beach one day, and just and think about vibration, like the words, and you're just like I get it, right? This is like everything. Everything adds up. Everything matters. Yeah. Now whether you're on a label or an indie label on Triple J or Channel 9 or Triple M or wherever it is or Spotify playlist got you the million, billion plays, doesn't matter. It's like your vibration matters. What you do today has power. And that's what I want to say to the musicians who are struggling, you know, this is a birthing moment for you. This is the moment where you get to choose your soul, your spirit, to be sovereign over your your spirit and and go this is my drum this is how i'm beating it and and to, to hell with everything else mm, absolutely ben that was a awesome awesome podcast thank you I, I know we started an hour late so that i take full responsibility i was not aware of the daylight saving ch uh, no, change I, so. I, I still don't understand that daylight saving. that's another <laughs> podcast we need to have uh, i called a, i called lucius uh, the, the, the <laughs> before too early and then now yeah. we're calling you too late so uh thank you for your patience as yes, well thank you very much yeah, yeah. um did you no want to um share where people can find you at all uh, i know you're on yeah. telegram and uh, as well on other socials as well Yep. So my personal website is ben-mitchell.com. We're on uh, Instagram. They, they canned my first uh, page because it was getting too popular. And uh, But I've got another one, Ben Mitchell Songs on Instagram. And then there's freethenationmusic.com, which is our website. So if there's any musicians or music fans 
uh, they can come and join Free the Nation Music uh, there and be part of this very, very exciting movement. And we uh, we did our first show here in Marlham in the n- northern New South Wales, but we intend on moving around. So hopefully we'll come to you soon. That is amazing. And, and just really quickly before we go, I forgot to ask you about what, what happened with Bandcamp? Did you have stuff removed from there? or I had my entire back catalogue and my platform deplatformed without warning or without uh, communication. I The last single I released was Free the Nation, a song uh, I wrote after doing that blog post, Free the Nation, and the album before that was uh, Are You Going to Be Free, which I released a few months before. So all the, the theme of freedom was right. uh, what um, probably pushed me over the limit there and they haven't responded and i've put it on twitter and instagram and sent the messages but and that was my main income from music uh, sales but i've had to sort of revamp the shop and go on with that but yeah you know and uh, so uh, that's what happened that was my experience there that is crazy i didn't know Bandcamp were could even do something like uh, that because i know a lot of our even even my stuff in my previous bands we used a lot of Bandcamp yeah. to sell vinyls and things like that but that is insane well, Bandcamp was sold to us uh, as the alternative, wasn't it? I remember yeah. thinking, I remember thinking, oh, I'm not going to go to Bandcamp. It's not beneath me, you know. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like, I'll, I'll be on iTunes and Spotify or whatever, you know, the ones that everyone wants to be. And Bandcamp was sort of a bit grander alternative. And then quickly, I got onto that. And then, you know, I loved it because you could release something really quickly. You know, I could record a song and if I wanted to put it out that day. I, I didn't do that, but you know, you can. Um, and the, and the, and the share was really good. Um, so I was actually using, I was promoting it with Free the Nation Music as um as a really that was right up there with my promotion. Share your Bandcamp link, you know, because that they, they give the best share to artists because it spoke to me, you know, with the generosity to artists. And so when they deplatform me, um, I said I said, oh well, I can't really promote you guys anymore. Not that they care, you know, it's only 170 musicians, but maybe if there's 10,000 musicians on freethenationmusic.com, they might suddenly reinstate my my page ah <laughs> oh, that well, is that I'd is lo- crazy. I'd love to see that grow i think just to bring back the um yeah. the human element to music is what mm. i feel is lacking yeah yeah and like i said i i feel like there's a lot of people that are uh, about to join if they haven't already uh, mm. it's growing every day every time i check back on your telegram it's growing but mm. uh, i think like i said before we we are the silent majority um, and I think it's a vocal minority that have taken control of everything uh, at mm-hmm. the moment, uh, giving the, like we said, the the illusion of control at the moment. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, once we, you know, kind of push past it, you realize that a lot of this control holds no weight, even in the courts. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I do hope to see a bit of a grassroots kind of revolution happen with musicians trying to think outside the box and trying to, you know, use these, awesome tools I, I call technology tools but um you know to kind of break the system a bit and, and innovate so uh ben thank you so much for talking to us and uh, giving us an hour of your time um, thank you and uh we'll be uh watching you closely and uh, maybe we can catch up again later in the summer and we'll ha- have, have another chat that was awesome it was a big pleasure ben thanks thank you very much Th- thank you ben thanks johnny thanks that's Darryl. amazing thank you ben thank you thank you